It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Sharks are back in, working hard, trying to get the play. Hurdle shot was stopped by Demko. Meyer back to the point. Carlson the drive. That was blocked. Meyer scores. Number 100 for Timo Meyer on a broken play that puts the Sharks on the board with 2:38 left in the first period. Yeah, I liked our uh, I liked our start. I liked our energy tonight. I thought we had good legs. Um, you know, I think the, we did concentrate on trying to put more pucks in that, more bodies to the net. I mean, uh, um, that goes obviously a top end goalie, and uh, you know, we just we we didn't uh, um, you know we didn't capitalize on our chances, and they did. That's really the name of the game. I don't think we played by by any means. I don't think that we got outplayed. I thought that we carried carried a lot of the uh, uh, possession um, and offense, but it's, uh, you know, that second goal, they got the power play goal. Um, was a big goal for them. Two goal lead. All right. Good morning and happy Friday, everyone. Anyone else a little bit concerned? I am because I do not like what we are seeing out of the San Jose Sharks in the last couple of games, but I am not in panic mode as of yet. Before we go any further, let us look at the big picture. The loss last night, the second loss in a row for the San Jose Sharks, drops them to sixth in the Pacific Division. 15 wins, 14 losses, and one overtime loss, or more accurately, 15 wins and 15 losses, 500 on the year, 31 points, even though, yes, they are at 517 on the year. I'm talking about if we take away the overtime loss, but... They do have 31 points on the year. They are sitting in sixth place. They're only three points back of Edmonton, five points back of Vegas, five points back of Calgary, and eight points back of Anaheim. So even though there is still a little bit of a separation, it really seems to be more between Vancouver and Anaheim because that's a separation of nine points. And then you have Seattle at eighth at the bottom of the division. They have 23 points. That, to me, seems a long, long eight points away in terms of difference from where the Sharks are to Anaheim, from where Seattle is to San Jose. But I could just be looking at the bright side of things. Uh, That's for you to interpret. But, you know, if we look at the troubling trends, which is going to be a theme of this show, or at least for my rant right now, troubling trend number one is the fact that the Sharks are consistently falling behind early. And the more troubling aspect of that is that I don't feel like overall they're coming into games with bad energy. If we look at these last two games against Seattle and against Vancouver, I've liked what the Sharks have done out of the gates. I have liked the energy they've shown up with. I've liked the legs. I've liked their overall efforts. I've liked their spirits. But they're giving up 
goals. And during a stretch where they were going back and forth and coming off of that road trip, they were giving up goals early, and it was Aiden Hill filling in for Reimer a good deal and getting, what, like five consecutive starts where he was giving up a goal early, like in the first two, three, four minutes. That was a little bit more troubling. But the fact is they haven't flipped that narrative on its head. They have not taken advantage of their overall energy and given themselves a lead. And to me, if you have that energy, if you have that drive right off the bat, you've got to find a way to put that puck in the back of the net. And the fact that they haven't been able to do that, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I say they have good energy, but on the other hand, when I am watching them overall, it feels like they are a half step behind. And I mean that at least in terms of things on the offensive end, where is they're getting a puck to the net, got a nice centering feed, and they're getting there just a half step too late. It might even be a quarter step too late, but whatever duration of time they are late, it's enough for the defense to get a stick in there to interrupt to knock away any good chance the Sharks would have had otherwise. And when you see that consistently happening, it is concerning because that's, if I want to find the issue with the Sharks offense, and we can talk about lack of execution, we can talk about missing open nets, things of that nature. It's more to me than the fact that when there are necessary timing plays where when that centering feed comes from, you know, a breaking player or when you've got a nice, trailing man that you're trying to catch in motion or if you're just trying to get a puck to someone who's got a good luck it's just a little bit late and in a game as tight as these have been lately or in the overall vein of where the Sharks are in terms of talent you can't be late you can't be a half step behind you can't put a puck you know not exactly on the guy's tape and maybe that's Overall indicative of where the Sharks' talent level is right now to where not only are they just not talented enough, that talent is showing itself or that lack of talent is showing itself by them not being able to get the fine-tuned type of plays that you need to score goals consistently in the NHL where you are a little bit inaccurate with your pass or where you're getting to the puck just a little bit late. But that, to me, is a very troubling trend. The other troubling trend I'm seeing, and I guess this is a... I don't know if I am being overly critical or highly um, expecting too much, but it seems to me that there is an issue where the Sharks don't play with that desperation until they get the goal that gets them back into the game. Like we saw against Seattle a couple nights ago where they got the goal and it was suddenly, oh, now they're going to wake up and now they're going to fight them to get themselves back into it. Just like last night where the Sharks are down and then finally they get a goal in the third period and, you know, can they wake up? Can they get that game-tying goal? And then, you know, obviously where they try to open things up and play with desperation, they fall behind. And that's just how it goes. You know, I, I understand that when you open up the game, you open yourself up to problems and the Sharks aren't good enough in transition and aren't good enough in terms of who they are offensively to um, cover up for any of those problems they would have by opening up. But when I see this consistently happening that, they get a goal and then they fight desperately to get back into it at that point. It's like, well, where's that desperation before then, right? Like where is that overall desire, that will to win, that overall, you know, just again, just urgency earlier in the game and it's not there. And I think that there's a bit of what's going on with the Sharks where I've talked about this before where they are so into, you know, creating that identity of being the defensive first team. And I, and I totally get why they need to do it while where they feel like they don't have to put their foot on the gas or pedal to the metal with the offense quite yet. I think that's part of it. But I also think that 
There's just a little bit too much patience where they're waiting for the game to come to them and they're waiting for something to develop and they're waiting for something to happen. And I think that that's got to get out of their DNA. They've got to find the right balance of desperation on offense while still staying defensively minded to get themselves back into a game sooner than that. Because listen, you know, if we talk about the trend of falling behind early, you're not going to put in, be put in a good situation if you fall behind two to nothing, whether that's in the first period, whether that's at any point in the game. If you're staring at a two-goal deficit, that should not be your plan to be like, oh, well, we're going to have another great come-from-behind win. I Listen, I love the fact that the Sharks have had come-from-behind wins this year, and that's great that you're capable of doing that. But at the same time, if you're consistently falling behind by two goals or if you're finding yourself down by two goals early, whatever the situation is, it's not going to end well for you. And you're putting more pressure on your goalie and you're putting more pressure on your defense and you're probably not able to be as free-flowing offensively and you're chasing a game while trying to also not fall behind. It leads to overall some cautiousness and some tentativeness. And maybe that's why passes are a step too late and why pucks aren't completely in stride with the guys skating up the ice because you're just a little bit worried about screwing up at that point. Again, I I look at the quote-unquote troubling trends of what I see out there on the ice, and this is what I'm seeing. And it's a team that needs to be a little bit more decisive, but at the same time not be sloppy because we saw them turn the puck over in their own end. They were having some trouble on the breakout last night. Credit to Vancouver for being good on the forecheck. And that was something that you know they the Sharks were specifically having trouble with. And so in those games where the Sharks are having this trouble, they need to find a way to adjust earlier into the game. And I don't put that all on the coaching staff. I mean, the players need to figure out a way to get themselves back into the game because it seems like against Seattle and against Vancouver, two teams that I view as beatable, even though Vancouver is playing more in line with what we thought they would be earlier in the year where you know they weren't having those troubles before they made the big changes up top. But even still, I looked at this game as a winnable game for the Sharks and suddenly they're down to nothing. It's like that can't that can't be the effort you put out there in the first period in terms of the results. And I don't question their ability and I don't question the overall effort like they weren't playing hard, but it's like you can't put in a period like that where you do have a good start, where you've got good legs and fall behind to to nothing. And you know, part of that is a goal that Hill should have stopped and part of that is just the Sharks putting themselves in a bad position like well, the first goal. Off the boards, Ferraro kind of poking at the puck, double team. Pearson steals, throws one to the net. That's a pretty good save by Hill, but it even a better poke on the rebound to not allow a shot. Now a shot by Besser. Score! From the left wing circle, Brock Besser unleashes an absolute laser of a wrist shot on a broken play to make it 1-0 Canucks. Besser's right there all alone with space. And I just wonder, like, how how is he getting all alone? How are you going to play this well up to this point and then have that defensive breakdown. And when you see, quote unquote, that defensive breakdown, you just think to yourself, oh, is that going to be demoralizing? And then I think it did have a demoralizing effect that was compounded by the fact that the Sharks went on the PK and, and couldn't get it done. Miller throwing it underneath the check of Benino, and it's held in by the Canucks power players. Sharks are keeping them all to the outside, though. Seam pass, Horvat shot, score! They finally get that seam pass across again a third time and Bo Horvat, the captain, unleashes in another laser of a shot up top and it's 2-0 Vancouver. So now you're down 2-0 in the first period despite overall putting out a good effort. I think that that really got into their head a little bit like we can't do anything right right now. And I think that that has a little bit of an effect that was carried over 
into the second period when the Sharks, I thought for the most part, played a good period. They just couldn't buy a goal. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know how it's translating on TV because I'm there in person, but the Sharks are having so many good opportunities and so many good looks, and they were out shooting the opposition, and they were putting themselves in a position to get goals where, again, I saw that situation playing out right before my eyes that I've seen in a lot of games with the Sharks right now. Step late. Step half late. You know, just a quarter of an inch off the you know off the tape of where it needs to be, or just a little bit behind a guy, unable to catch him in stride, or a pass that gets tipped going cross ice. Like you, you, you see these same problems displaying themselves over and over and over again, and that's why I call it a troubling trend. I mean, we are not looking at a Sharks offensive juggernaut in the first place, and we are looking at a team that is just putting themselves a step behind or just a little bit inaccurate on one part of the play that would otherwise lead them to having a really good goal-scoring opportunity. And that's got to change because the Sharks do not have the offensive depth overall to deal with this. They have got to take advantage of every single opportunity that comes their way, and if they have a chance to bury a puck, they have to bury it, or else we're going to see more and more games like the one we saw tonight and ultimately Tuesday night against Seattle, where the Sharks have good legs, have good energy, find themselves staring up at a deficit, ultimately find themselves chasing a game, find a way to get themselves back into it, but then give up a goal as they open up the game and play a little bit more desperate. And then you add another goal or two on top of that, and it's a bad loss. Now, credit to the Sharks for responding. And once Cogliano got them back on the board in the third, and suddenly it's a one-goal game, and they're fighting to get their way back into it, it shouldn't take that long for the Sharks to fight themselves back into it and really wake up. And listen, I love that they can respond to a wake-up call, but it shouldn't take that long for them to really try and shift the momentum. And I feel that even though the second period they were the better team, the superior team, creating more looks, they didn't do enough through that second period to get themselves the goal, obviously. And then in the third period, it takes a while for them to get back on the board. But then even then, it feels like it's a miracle. Goals should not feel miraculous. Goals should not feel like there is no you know, chance of it happening. And I feel like that's kind of what we feel with the Sharks right now, where there is no designed offense that you are looking at and saying, that's how the Sharks are going to uh, score this goal. And I know there's the desire to get things into the mixer and get a, you know, a hard-fought type goal. I love that. However, it feels like there should be a little bit more design because I have no idea where the Sharks goals are going to come from at this point. The offense is so inconsistent. The offense is so, you know, not there overall that you just don't know where it's going to come from. And the fact that you do get a goal, I love that there is a response, but that response ultimately that we saw has to be coming earlier in the game. You need that desperate type of play earlier in the game. And I understand that, yes, like I've been saying, they were the better team in the second period but it wasn't a desperation better. It wasn't the type of effort that was going to find another goal at that point. It wasn't the type of game that was going to find them, you know, a chance to get back into it sooner. And that showed up in the third. And I know you can only play like that for so long and you open yourselves up and you risk falling behind, but you got to do something because when the Sharks fall down two goals like that, it hasn't gone very well this year. You know, they're giving themselves a chance to win. They're giving themselves a chance to be in games. And I appreciate that because a year ago we weren't getting that at all, but it's not enough at this point to give yourself a chance. At least if you look at it, a very, very tightly bunched Pacific division right now, where you're eight points out of first place and eight points out of last place. There is a lot of quality hockey being played right now as teams are getting better. 
You're watching other teams around the division maybe bounce back for some poor form. Like we could talk about a team like Edmonton, who I don't think we'll expect them to be like this for the entire season. And they bounce back with a win. And, you know, the Sharks need to kind of rectify this. They need to figure out how they're going to be more consistent with offense or how they're going to find that balance because they could find themselves falling behind the pack. They put could find themselves you know, dropping out of contention. And I love the fact that they're not panicking, nor do I feel they should be panicking, but we're 30 games into this. And, you know, the fact that the Sharks are falling behind is a troubling trend. And the fact that the Sharks are seeing their offense kind of be, you know, hit or miss is another troubling trend. And I think that these are things that they need to identify in practice while they have this break for a couple of days to get themselves back into it. Because, They still have a very important stretch of games in front of them. They've got another game against Vancouver, which I view as winnable. They've got a game against Edmonton, which I view as winnable because Edmonton's having a lot of trouble lately. They've got a game in Anaheim, which is going to be very, very big because that's the team that's at the top of the division right now. They are the surprise team. Can the Sharks go into their house and surprise them? Then they've got a winnable game back home against Arizona and a winnable game at home against Philadelphia before they've got... Um, you know, a little bit of the break going back out onto the road. And you're still looking at one, two, three, four, five games. You know, that's that's the second half of this 10-game stretch that's all in this time zone, nine out of 10 of which were at home. They're two and three through the first five. You know, they fell off on previous homestands and they fell off on previous road trips. Maybe they can step up in this second half of this, you know, homestand four out of five next to at home. And then you're overall looking at, you know, nine of 10 of this stretch over the course of December that we view as critical. If the Sharks can salvage this by winning four out of five, I'll take it. You know, three out of five, then you're going to be disappointed because you'll be looking at five and five overall, what we were viewing as a potentially season defining moment. But I, you know, I still want to see the Sharks have that response and find a little bit more of their game. And maybe at this point, a little bit of that desperation is going to set in with the team a little bit sooner because they're probably going to look at the standings. They're probably going to look at who they're staring up at. They're probably going to look at who they're staring down at and the proximity there and think to themselves, okay, we need to start playing with some more fire. We need to start playing with a little bit more intensity earlier in games because to me, they're playing like a team that believes they are going to be able of getting back into it instead of just getting back into it. And I know that sounds a little bit cheap, but it's true. I mean, I think that they all feel that they are capable of getting back into the game, but they need to make the game come to them. I think they're waiting for the game and they need to go out there and seize it and make it happen because that, again, troubling trends, they are not playing with enough desperation until they get that first strike. And when they have as much trouble as they do on offense, you can't be patient. You can't just wait for something to happen you need to make something happen. And, you know, I'm kind of wondering why we have not seen more of a uh, of a fight-type situation and see more of a wake-up, maybe get that from Midzi or somebody else out there. I feel like everyone's waiting for someone else to provide a mo- an emotional jolt. And that is the Sharks' fatal flaw right now, is they're waiting for something. They're waiting for someone else to score. They're waiting for someone to make the big save. They're waiting for someone to make the big pass. They're waiting for some adjustment to be made. And again, I don't question the effort in the slightest. I question why it's taking them a little bit longer in games to have that fire, to have that fuel, to have that desire to go out and win the game. And I don't think that these are guys that are not wanting to win. I don't want to imply that in the slightest. I just think that there is a little bit of not even necessarily even a lackadaisical attitude, but it's like they know they're capable of it. 
But because of that, it's causing them to play a little bit more, not lackadaisically, but they almost play like they're in the lead. You know, like they almost play like they are dictating the game even though they're down by a couple of goals. And I think that it's good that, yes, you can look at the shots on goal and last night and see that they're outshooting the opposition, but you can outshoot a team all you want. If you're not winning, you're not winning. So if I'm the Sharks, I am looking at a game like last night and saying to myself, I don't care if we outshot the opposition. I don't care if we made good looks. I care about why we're not finding the right outcome and what can we do to rectify the situation, particularly on offense, to get things rolling again. Listen, I know they're without bolsters. I know they're out with LeBanc right now. I know they've got some young guys rolling with the lineup, but you've got to find the answer. You've got to find the solution. You've got to find a way to rectify what the troubles have been or else this is going to start spiraling. And I don't want it to be spiraling by the time we get to January. I want to see a rectification that gives you hope as you head into 2022. And that's that's on the players as much as it is on the coaches. The Sharks have got to figure out a way how they can create offense to not fall behind in games and a little bit more of a team that that dictates the overall tempo and play of the game. Even though they're putting forth good efforts and they've got good energy, that's not been enough to find a win. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to get into some post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Now they're two goals down. There's 11.38 remaining in the game. Sharks need to make some cooking happen here. Cogliano slips by a defender walking and shoots, SCORE! Andrew Cogliano got the look of a tip. He got it past Noah Juleson. He skated in on the left wing side and his wrist shot beats Denko. Cogliano had no goals in his previous 13, but that is a big one. It makes the score of the Canucks three, the Sharks two. I think we had a decent, uh, you know, first. It just, you know, it seems like um, you know, opportunities that they get are, are going in and, and we're not fighting hard enough to, to score our goal. So, um, you know, we just have to be more desperate. And I think we're in a situation now where we've given some games back in, in a race that there's a lot of teams in and, and um, you know, our will to win, you know, needs to, needs to increase here because uh, we're playing teams that are in the same spot as us. And, um, and right now it's just not good enough. That is Andrew Cogliano after the game last night. And I think that it was, for me, important to note that there was a little bit of that not stunned look with the Sharks, but I guess a disappointed reaction after the game from Cogliano and Ferraro. Both of them looked a little bit disappointed. I don't think they looked angry or upset or disconcerted. It was just kind of like, I've seen this look a couple of times this year where the writing's on the wall a little bit, where they know they need to be playing better hockey. They know they could have walked away with a win or a better performance. I think after the game against Seattle, they all felt like, okay, we're going to be able to bounce back against this. But then you get the game against Vancouver last night, and you don't bounce back, and you put forth a pretty similar type of game where you fall behind, where you're not finding the offense, where you get the goal late, where there's desperation, and it's just not there. And I think the Sharks are realizing, like, okay, that's not enough. We need to do more. But Cogliano had some interesting stuff after the game last night uh, like this. Uh, you know what? I think 
there's every team that goes through periods where you don't score and um, and when you when you're not scoring you just you have to play really well defensively and um, and you got to fight for opportunities and um, you got to make sure that you know when you're when you're defending um, you're doing everything you can and then to score goals you have to maybe just do a little bit extra so um, yeah I don't know I, I think you know, to a man, I think we've done some good things, but just not good enough, you know, and, and that's why we're losing these games. And, um, you know, we put ourselves in a pretty good spot coming home on the road. We, we played some, some three good teams and, and played some good hockey. And now, you know, we've given a couple games up that um, we really need. So. And Cogs was also very honest of himself and the team. And I think that he's very much echoing the personality of Bob Bugner here. He is not going to pull any punches because the team needs to not be BSed about what they are doing right now. He is very, very clear about what he's seen. You know, there's a lot of opportunity for guys. Um, you know, I think whatever line you're on, you know, I, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, our line was scored on the first period and, um, you know, I think in, in a situation we're in, you know, the third, fourth line got to got to do a good job defensively. So, um, you know, in terms of these games, how tight they are, that's not good enough, and that's that's just a prime example. So, um, I'm not trying to blame anyone. I was out there for a bunch of goals against tonight. So, um, but but yeah, I think yeah, depth is tested, but also it's great opportunity for guys to to get their footing in the league and to make a point and to to grab a job. So, um, you know, you look at it both ways, but. You know, I think whoever comes in and whatever line you're on, you know, I think there's guys that are expected to score, and then the other guys, you know, it's a league where you got to do your job defensively and play the right way. And and some, you know, in the situation we're in right now, it seems like every goal against is is magnified because we're not scoring the other way. So, um, you know, I look at that in the first period of giving up a goal, our line. You know, I think that's just something that. You know, you, you, can't, you can't have at this point, you know, with, with how important these games are. And um, so, yeah, I, I think there's just there's room for us to grow and we, we, we got to figure out really fast here. You heard him reference the will to win earlier. I think he also talked about that when referencing the desperation that the team needs to play with earlier in the game. Yeah, you know what? I think we're, we're trying to score. You know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's not like we're just, we're not trying to score. I think. You know, guys are pushing to, and you know, guys are putting pressure on themselves to score. Um, but like I said, I think when you're in a moment like this, you have to defend well and be conscious of what you're giving up the other way, and and then build your game where you you get goals and 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 find goals around the net and find goals that you know get your game feeling good. So, um, yeah, I, I think every team goes through this. You know, during the season, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's dips where you're scoring, and there's dips where you're not scoring, but. You know, unfortunately, in our situation right now, we need to, um, you know, know where we're at. You know, there's teams right in the same position we are. We've we've done a good job managing ourselves before this Christmas break and playing some good hockey. But, you know, no one really cares if you don't get two points. So uh, that's where we're at right now. It's not that no one cares if they don't get two points or else I wouldn't have a job. But it's more to the fact of you don't want the good effort that the Sharks have put forth up to this point of the season to be for not right? Like you had the nice 4-0 start to the season. You've had a couple of 3-2 and two road trips. You've had the 3-2-1 and one stretch when the team was impacted by COVID and they had to call up players from the Barracuda. The Sharks have done a lot of things right up to this point of the season. They are just not good enough to have allowed that to thrive. Like they haven't been good enough for long enough stretches of games. Like they've had a couple of wins, then they'll lose a couple. And then that's the overall nature of a 
500 team, which is essentially where they are right now at 15, 14, and 1. You have some games up, you have some games down, you have a win, you have a loss, you have two wins, you have two losses. It's just not found a lot of consistency. And if you look at a lot of the other teams in the division, they've had five and six game winning streaks. The Sharks haven't had that. They've had a four-game win streak, and then it's been up, down, up, down, up, down, or at least some overall variation of that that's gotten the Sharks up to this point. And I keep on talking about the momentum needing to carry over from one stretch of games to the next to where they can thrive. And it's like you start that road trip 3-0 and two times, they've not been able to get those fourth and fifth wins that would put them in a much better position overall. And just like they open up this homestand with a very nice win, getting you know that very good performance over Calgary five to three, you follow that up the next nice with nice with a loss to Minnesota, bounce back with a win against Dallas, fall against Seattle, fall against Vancouver. I mean, this is the up and down trend of a team that's around five hundred. Are they falling out of the race, Bob Bugner? Yeah, we know we have to win games. I think it's you know again we're we're you know there's. 50-something game or 52 games left, I believe. I think there's a lot of hockey, and we're only a couple points back, so we're, no one's pressing a panic button, that's for sure. I think that uh, um, – but we talk about winning these home games and, and being able to put ourselves in this position. I thought that, uh, you know, the way we played tonight, I felt like – I felt good about our team. Um, I felt good about the way we played, but, uh, you know, we just uh, um, didn't execute. Like I said, we didn't capitalize, and I thought that, uh, um, you know, we probably needed a save earlier that we didn't get, and uh, – um, Sometimes that's demoralizing, too, when you're sitting on the on the bench thinking you're carrying the play and you're, and you're chasing the game. In credit to Bob Bugner, he has been very, very good at knowing when to push the button on certain players, on certain guys. Like, he didn't freak out last year when guys like Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer weren't playing up to snuff. He knew it was a difficult season. He knew it was a difficult situation. He knew that they did not need to freak out at that point because there were more battles that were more important for the future. Now the Sharks are in that future where they do have more important battles. And guess what? Timo Meyer is better. Eric Carlson is better. They've fixed the goalie situation. They have improved overall as a team. So I don't think Bob Bugner is going to play that card too soon. However, I do think he probably is recognizing that there are, like I keep on alluding to, these troubling trends with this team where they're not paying themselves off or they're not able to get that big goal that would otherwise allow them to make good on all the hard work that they've put in up to this point. The Sharks are not a bad team. They are also not a great team. They are somewhere in between, capable of beating anyone on any night, conversely, capable of losing to anyone on any night. But the Sharks, if they are going to change that trend, they need to capitalize on situations where they've got a winnable effort out there on the ice, like we saw against Seattle, like we saw against Vancouver. We saw the legs, but not the execution. That wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off.